Welcome to this week's episode of Cornerstone Conversations. Hello, listeners. Welcome along to the third instalment of our Cornerstone Conversations. Um, I'm your host today, Pastor Neil Wright, and we've got our extra special guest today, Matthew Koenig, who is our assistant pastor here. Hi, Matt. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. Extra special today. Yeah, why not? Awesome. Why not? You're feeling a bit low. Let's make you extra special. <laughs> okay. All right. So on Sunday, we talked about uh, being born again. Um, the message was really about that whole thing of how our life changes once we become a Christian, or it should be. It should be changing um, because it's not a physical birth, but a spiritual birth. And the, the story we looked at was in John chapter 3. And it was about a man named Nicodemus, and he was a Pharisee, a Jewish religious leader that came and saw Jesus one dark evening, it says in the passage. So he didn't want to be seen because he had these questions for Jesus. And so what I just sort of wanted to um, get across, I guess, is that th- that being born again is a spiritual thing, that we're not just physically born, but when we become a Christian, this born again thing is really important. And... Sometimes people will say, you know, uh, about born-again Christians, but really every Christian has to be born again, and this is what what Jesus said. So I might just read uh, from John chapter 3, verse 1 to 8 at the moment, and uh, we'll have a bit of a chat, Matt. Yep, sure. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of the water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. So Matt, what, what would you say being born again is? Well, I guess it's, it's, it's um, giving, giving your life over to God and, and, and really being in that place of, of understanding who He is and, and uh, accepting Him into your life. You know, there's a there's a trust that you place in God uh, when when we invite Him into our lives, and and without doing that, then you know, as it says there, we we cannot see the kingdom of God. Yeah. So, I, I guess for me, the the truth is this: that we can't understand it. Being born again, it's like uh, we're born physically, obviously. But spiritually, we're also born again. We're, we're made into a new person. And it's actually a little bit, I guess, a mysterious. Well, it is mysterious. It's not just a little bit mysterious. It's absolutely amazing because um, we go from a life before Christ to a life after Christ, but we're a new person. Have, have you ever experienced in your life, Matt, um, I don't really know your your story of when you would actually say, I became born again, but... If there is that point, what was it for you, and how did things change? Yeah, look, I think um, I mean I, I grew up in a in a Christian home, and and um, there was a, a time 
in my in my older older youth when I I sort of committed my life to Christ and um, there there certainly was a change in my attitude towards um, you know the I, I had a had a desire to go to church had a desire to read the Bible uh, I had a desire to know more about who God was and and what He wanted for my life um, when when previous to that it was more um, going out of obligation and going because you know that's that's what we did as a family on a on a Sunday, and you know, being involved in in different church activities is, is what we did. So, um, yeah, look, I think I think there was certainly a, a change. Um, there have been times of growth in my life where there's been significant change since then as well, and and that's just I think part of part of the journey, and it's the way that God God uses the things that we experience to to gain better understanding of of who He is. Yeah. So. I love the fact that the work that happens in us isn't a natural thing. It's it's a gift of the Holy Spirit that our lives change not because we're trying to change. In other words, we're trying to control who we are and what we do. But it's really the Holy Spirit that starts a work in us. And the fact that Jesus says uh, in verse 8 there, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. It's, it's a mystery. It's like you see someone who might be totally uh, maybe even dependent on drugs or an angry person or a cheat or a liar or maybe even someone who just thinks that you have to get through life by obeying every rule and the Holy Spirit comes and it changes who they are fundamentally. It's not, we can't actually understand it because it's the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, You mentioned to me uh, that point about... um, Things are out of control because you're trying to control them. I think I, I might have said that during that sermon mm. and that sort of stuck in your mind. Why is that? And and what part of, you know, the the passages that we read really sticks out in regard to that for you? Yeah, well I mean, yeah, you did you did make a comment in, in your message that, that if, if life is, is going crazy it's because because you're trying to control it and, and this this um I guess the, the, the challenge, the mandate, the, the understanding that we should be giving everything over to God and giving giving him control and and you did you did actually make mention of um, Galatians five sixteen which says uh, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives and then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves and I just just love um, that that I guess that that whole promise there that that as you as you hand things over as you as you let the spirit guide what you're doing that that it takes away all of those those other things that that you don't want to be doing and yeah you know like i think that's uh that's a that's an awesome promise for us to just be in that place of putting our reliance in god and you know i i like things to be uh in control i like to know what's coming i not yep. like to to know um the the plans that I've I've got in store for a day and things like that yeah. and so that that sort of challenge to to give everything over to God and just to mm. to to go with it has you know that that that's a challenge for me and and that's you know I thought that that was something really amazing that stuck with me from the message on the weekend yeah and so you could just read that verse again yep so it just says it just says this it says um, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives and then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves yeah. So I guess sometimes people think, you know, we've got these two natures within us. And if you read that passage without looking at some other passages about the Holy Spirit and how we're born again, 
that our actually new nature is different to our old nature. So we actually don't want to sin anymore. The person who is born again, and, and this sort of speaks to what you were saying about, you know, you became a Christian and all of a sudden you wanted to be at church. You wanted to learn about God because there was a change within you. It was something that was driven by God. In other words, the real you, the spirit man, now wanted to please God. And that's what we want to do when we're born again. We want to, we want to please him. And what we can do is try to control that. So we're thinking, well, we have to be good now. I'm a Christian. I have to be good. And um, it never works because what we're doing is trying to be in control ourselves. And so when you read that verse, it's saying, so let the Holy Spirit control your life life or, or whatever. Um, then you won't do what your sinful nature desires. In other words, he actually changes our desire. Mm. And we don't even want to do that anyway. And so by letting the Holy Spirit uh, guide us in everything, that desire actually gets removed from us, which I think is really powerful that it's not even I want to sin anymore. It's like I actually don't want to. Mm. And and that's pretty powerful, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so might just have a little bit more look at that Galatians passage then. Um Sorry, I'll just have to look that up here on my uh, computer. And we'll just sort of go through a few more of those things. So when it's talking about walking in the Spirit, it says walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh in the New King James Version, um, which is why I like the, the freedom um, that we have in Christ Jesus. And I like the NLT, the way it talks about that, you know, that, we're not under obligation to the law and all those things. And, and again, going back to that 16, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives and you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Um, there's just this freedom that comes. We're not obligated to the law. Um, what do you think it looks like, Matt, to be someone who feels that they're still obligated to the law of Moses? It says the law of Moses in verse 18 of Galatians. Um, what do you think a person living their Christian life uh, or trying to live their Christian life looks like when they're just trying to obey the law? I think, I think it looks very constricted. Um, you know, there's, there's all of these things that come up before us and it's like, oh, I can't do that and I can't do that because the law, law says I can't. And so it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the freedom that, that God has intended for us. It's, it's a, it, it's a constrictive thing. It's a, you know, you you must obey all of these different things, mm. um, and if you don't do that, then then look out, you're in a in a world of trouble. Yeah. Um. But but you know that's not that's not what God intends for us. He intends for us to be in that place of freedom, and that and that comes through you know living in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So you got that one side of things where you got people that are just trying to do the right thing all the time, and their salvation is dependent on their action, not on the grace of Christ. What's the other side of that in terms of like, we, we think we're, we're free, but can we actually abuse that freedom? I think we can try to, but, mm. it, but it will definitely impact the relationship we have with God and it, and it, and it would make, make me question whether, whether I have a real relationship with God or not. And, you know, you, you think about, 
if we're if we're living in the spirit and the things that the spirit produces in our life you know there's the the spiritual fruit and you talked about that on sunday as well and you know there's the the things that the spirit produces in us are are not things that go against the law yeah um and it and it you know, li- living in the spirit pushes us into that place of, of freedom where we're we're not having to even worry about those rules. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there really is true freedom when we're we're truly living in the spirit. Yeah, I think that's true. Like, because when you read that, so that's Galatians five twenty two, and it's probably a a common passage or sorry verse, a uh, couple of verses here that um, we we would probably know if we've been in church for a while and these are this is what it says but the holy produ- holy spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control and then it goes on to say there's no law against these things so what it's saying is that um i can't i don't know a law myself that says um it's illegal to love people um you know, that, that's what it's saying, that if you actually let the Holy Spirit produce the fruit in your life, you don't have to worry about the law. Mm. And it doesn't mean that you go and do the wrong thing. So that's the ditch mm. that I was talking about, where you've got one side, you're bound by the law, and the other side, you're like, oh, I've got so much grace, I can do whatever I want, and it doesn't matter. Both things aren't producing these things in your life. Um, people who are bound by the law very rarely have these fruits in their life. They're not a natural outflowing. They can often be... Um, judgmental and cruel and and those sorts of things and then on the other side out of control lives certainly don't produce that sort of fruit either Um, because especially that last one there the last fruit self-control you can't see any of that and so when we try to live our life by just obeying laws we're not letting the holy spirit produce a fruit and so it's a struggle when we're just living rampant without listening to the Holy Spirit, it also doesn't produce that kind of fruit. And so um, it's about living our lives following the Spirit in every part of our life. And it's not as hard as we think because we are born again. Um, Again, we can't understand that, but we are new people in Christ Jesus. And we have been given the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of what God has for us. And so uh, listening to the Holy Spirit, we have a natural outflow of these things. And what it's saying is if that is being produced in our life, um, then we're going to be obedient, aren't we, Matt? So if I love someone, am I going to obey the other laws in the Bible? Yeah, absolutely. Why is that? Um. Because we want to, we want to. I mean, if we we love them, we want to look after them. We want to do the right thing by them. Yeah. We, you know, we don't want to hurt them, and and uh, you know, all all of those um, sorts of things. You know, there's there's natural uh, sort of progression from from loving someone to do good things for them, and, mm. and that's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because if I love you, Matt, I'm not going to steal from you. That's right. If I love you. I'm not going to, you know, lie to you and. And so it's not about neglecting what God wants. It's about just following the Spirit because those fruits produce something that is obedience to the law anyway because Mm. Jesus summed it up. You know, I'm giving a new commandment. 
love God and love each other. Mm. And it has to be in that order. We can't love people fully without loving God. But if we're walking in love, you just can't sin because love doesn't hurt anyone. Love honors people. Love respects people. Love is kind. Love, you know, all mm. the things that love is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anything else you want to add, Matt? Um, no, I think just the, the the Galatians five then goes on to say that that those who who belong to Christ Jesus have have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and and crucified them there. That that whole, you know, again that just reinforces that that whole thing of of letting go of everything and giving mm. it over to God. And yeah. and you know, I just I just love that that picture that the sinful nature is is dead. It's yeah, it's, it's done. Good. It's it's over. Yes. Um, and and to just step into that into that full freedom that that God has intended for us yeah. with the Spirit. Yeah, that's nice. Like it. Leave the old man in the ground, hey? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Matt, and thanks Thank everyone you. for listening. We hope you have an amazing week and a really good Easter. Uh, we will be having a, a Good Friday message put onto YouTube and also uh, the Easter Sunday service. So. Keep well and catch you later. Bless you guys.